So $110,000 profit on your deal. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, $110,000 assignment fee on your first deal. Marcus, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for taking time to do this interview. You live in South Central Texas. Your market is San Antonio, Austin, Houston. Yeah. And everywhere in between. So you got a pretty big market you're working, right? They call this the golden triangle of the United States. And those are big markets. So you got a you got a big sandbox to play in. Like you're you're not running out of stuff to do. Yep. That's awesome. And you got your first contract in October. So from this recording of just a few months ago, right? Yep. Just a few months ago. Yep. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Let's talk about it. So so where'd you find that deal? <clears throat> so I found the deal on social media. I post I posted that out. Me and my wife were looking for our first uh, investment property. And somebody came along and said, Hey, I have a house, but it might be a little bit out of your price range. I was, I'm not sure if you'd be interested. So we got into contact and then we spoke on the phone immediately. And, uh, I didn't hesitate. I just said, I'm, I want to go and look at it. And I set it up for the next morning to go and look at it. Cause at that point it was already like late afternoon. So. And was uh, this somebody you knew? Was this somebody you knew? No, this is somebody completely random off of social media that no, it was on uh, Nextdoor app. Okay. And you put it on there. And so then somebody close by within that zip yeah. code saw your post. Yeah. So people are posting on their stuff like, you know, hey, I got a bed for sale or they may know yeah. where they can find a, you know, a horseback riding lessons or whatever stuff yeah. people are trying to network. Yeah. Um, almost like the the Facebook neighborhood groups that people set up similar yeah. to that. And this person sees your post and they say, hey, I got a property that I'm looking to sell. And that's how you found that lead. Really cool. Yep. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, then you so set up an appointment, in. you go out there. Was it, was the property vacant or were they living there? No, they were still living there. Okay. So it's their personal property. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So what happened at that appointment? Uh, well, um, super nice people. They let us in the house and we kind of got to... Got, got to talking, chatting about, you know, who we are, where we're from, where they're from. Just got got to know each other pretty quickly. And then we started looking at the house. Uh, we started downstairs, went upstairs, went outside. Um, just kind of like the, I don't know, just the generic showing of a house, I guess. And then after we looked through the place, um, obviously I was sort of taking like mental notes and looking at what I was seeing. And then <clears throat> and then afterwards we sat down at the dinner table and that's when we kind of got to business in terms of, you know, talking numbers and, and stuff. And so it, it was a, it was a different experience than what most people go through. I think most people do things over the phone and a lot of people probably don't even see the place in person. So this, I knew I had a pretty good opportunity, so I did not want to squander it. Yeah. Well, so that's a good point you make. I do quite a bit of my business virtually. I don't see the properties. I don't meet the sellers. Um, but that's not the only way to do it. There's certainly value in going on appointment, meeting sellers in person. In fact, it's much more effective. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're gonna do a whole lot. Your your chances of success are way higher when you're meeting face to face because yep. you can make a connection better in person than you can on the phone. Right. But the trade off yeah. is uh, it's very time intensive. So I can leverage more deals because I'm not meeting on appointment. It's all on the phone. 
I don't go see properties. So that in that regard, I can scale and leverage better. But yeah. I know people are beating me to deals that go on appointment and they're talking face to face with the seller. And I'm mm-hmm. on the phone with that same seller. They might beat me out on that deal because they were able to make a better connection with the seller. Mm-hmm. So there's trade-offs, right? Everyone has their own business model. You have to decide if I'm doing my backyard, do I want to go on appointment? Do I want to meet sellers? Or do I want to do all of this virtually over the phone and just make a business decision and, and go from there? But certainly by you meeting that seller, you made a great connection. Mm-hmm. And that that probably went a long way into you getting the deal, I'm sure. It, it did. I think it was probably the only way she would have done it because she actually had some bad experiences in the past with other yeah. investors and also realtors, believe it or not. So mm-hmm. I think the scenario, the way it worked out was like the perfect option for her. And then of course it worked out great for me. Yeah. So did you give an offer on the spot? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. And what price did you <laughs> offer? Uh, so I offered her uh, $350,000. Did did they give a price first and you said okay yeah. or were they open okay No no they gave me a price first and then I I kind of it, we weren't too far off which was great that was actually okay. probably really the, the negotiation part was probably one of the easiest parts because okay. we weren't too far off originally and then I kind of explained her I, I was just open and honest for, with her about everything I said uh we're looking for our first investment property so this what this would do for us is this would allow us to open a business and get things going in order to be able to do this more professionally and whatnot. And so I was honest with her up front about all of my intentions. And then when it came down to the negotiation, we weren't too far off. And I I even said that, I said, Hey, I'm glad we're not too far off. Let me tell you where I'm at. And then you let me know if that works for you. This is what I'm seeing out there right now, based on my comps. I, I told her pretty much everything that I had done. So your number was 350. What was, what was her initial number she gave you? Uh, she was at 400. So she's at 400 and you come back and say, look, here's, I need to be at 350. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she said, let me talk to my husband. How, how long did it take for her to get back to you? <clears throat> so we left, you know, shortly after some more chatting and whatnot. And so I would say that, so I think it was like five o'clock when he got home, they probably had dinner and whatnot. They called me like at 7 PM. So it was probably, I don't know, within a five hour span or so she called me back and said, Hey, we're going to move forward. We want to sell you our house. Okay. So they, so, so yes to 350. Did you go back to meet with the, to sign the yep. contract? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We went back and, and w- one thing I would recommend to people is print out some contracts because yeah. in this case, um, I think it would have been more complicated with to send them digitally digital contracts. So I actually had some printed ahead of time yeah. that I brought with me and I just get everything on uh, with ink. Yeah. Yeah, if you go on appointment, go in there with two copies of a contract and and walk out of there with a contract is your goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So you you go back, you sign. They did they have any issues with the contract? Um, no, not at all. They were yeah. they were pretty easy. They were calm. The husband was just watching TV the whole time. He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you sign, uh then open escrow, right? And and then how'd you find your buyer? Uh, so the buyer, uh, so what I did was, so I go to a meeting, a real estate, uh, like networking meeting, uh, uh, often. And then, so I actually had one person in that group, uh, come and take a look at the place. Hmm. So that was one option. And then I also marketed the contract on Facebook 
mm. you know, with pictures and description details and had tons of people message me on there. And, um, I sort of, what I did was initially I got all the people and then I kind of narrowed it down to the people that seemed a little more serious. Mm. And, uh, you know, after providing enough people with information, I, I, I had it narrowed down enough to where I, I knew, you know, I didn't need to bring 20 people to that place. Um, a couple of people would have been fine. And so out of those two people that I brought to the house, they, uh, both of them did want to buy it, but I ended up choosing the one with the higher assignment fee. And you were marketing this for four fifty, right? Correct. Guys, you guys catch that contract at three fifty. You you're putting this out there at four fifty, and you weren't just letting it go to the first guy that came along. You really were working the buyers to get mm-hmm. the best price you could. Yeah, and what's crazy is I actually uh, turned down the 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 people that ended up buying it. I turned them down, and I I was going to go a different route. But then they ended up actually offering me twenty thousand dollars more. So four seventy was what, <laughs> what we went in into this uh, about. But of course, you know that things changed a little bit along the way. But them coming to the place, they were willing to pay four seventy for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Marcus, explain to me what was going through your head. This is your first deal. When you put your contract out at four fifty, that moment you realize I got a deal. This is a deal. Yeah. There's activity at four fifty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work up as best I can. But that moment when you realized that 450 was actually a legit number, mm-hmm. what was that experience like for you? Because, you know, all of this is just, <laughs> hey, let's see what happens. Yeah. But when you market that contract and you start getting interest, 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 you realize I got a deal here. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, it was mind blowing. It was, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like things, things, this whole thing went by really fast. And I really, honestly, I don't even know what really told me to put it out there for that much, but I did have uh, the gentleman that was going to be one of the buyers who I had to come and look at it. He also did help me um, comp the property, like double check my comps, like the, the the same night I got the the property under contract. Yeah. And so that's how he became interested because he was one of the first people to know I, I had the, the contract. But he didn't and, want it at uh, 450? Uh, well, you know, you know how investors are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, <laughs> but that's great that, so guys, this is why having relationships with cash buyers can be so powerful. This is someone that you had made a relationship with and they're actually now helping you understand your deal a little bit right now. Yeah. He ended up not buying it, but it probably gave you a little more confidence that 450 was a good number. Yeah. Cause he had mentioned that, uh, this would be something he would without even repairs, he would just list for much more than I had it under contract for. So right then and there, I knew immediately this was something great. Because it was pretty clean. It did, it wasn't a big, yeah. it wasn't in really bad shape. So you right. put it out there at 450. Now, what I'm really proud of that you did, Marcus, is a lot of times when we first start wholesaling, we're we're so nervous about the whole thing and we're so eager to get a deal done that we just take the first thing that comes along, even if it's not the mm-hmm. best deal you can get. But you didn't. Yeah. You worked your deal. Mm-hmm. You had multiple buyers interested in this property. How many other people were were interested at 450? Would you say? Uh, I I would say I had at least 30 or more people message me on Facebook, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of them that I just ignored, the especially ones that look like maybe fake profiles. So maybe more than that, but 30 at least solid people that they look like real profiles. 
And this is exciting too, because this was just a few months ago. So this is in, yeah. in a correcting market. I mean, October, the market was already shifting. A lot of cash buyers had gone by the wayside, you know? Yeah. And so you really had a phenomenal deal. And so this buyer that ended up paying 450, how did you get them to come up another 20? How, what was that process like? You know, that was unintentional. I, I didn't try, you know, it, it really wasn't all about the money to me. But what happened was, like I said, I, I was going to go a different route, go with a different buyer. And I was just going to basically get rid of them, you know, and, and go with it. Uh, just be, well, part of, part of it was the communication. And then two was, I just had so much going on at once that I needed to narrow it down because I was, you know, there yeah. was just too much going on. And so they ended up being one that I was trying to, you know, narrow down. And, uh, and so then they came back and said, we really, we really like the property. We're willing to offer you 20,000 more. And so I was like, well, I, I guess I can't say no to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you felt more comfortable with another buyer just because you were communicating with them better. Yeah. But when they came back and said, hey, we really want it, we'll pay more, that yeah. that helped you make that decision. I mean, of course, <laughs> 20,000 more. And so then you, so then they ended up buying it for 470. Well, so they, we ended up, they ended up saying 470, but then once, once they looked at it and all of that, we actually signed the contract at 460. Okay. So they so asked they wanted... for a, a reduction at, at, at the time of signing the assignment contract. Okay. They came down a little bit and wanted it at yeah. 460. But so $110,000 profit on your deal. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, $110,000 assignment fee on your first deal. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, that's yeah, just fascinating. It, that's so awesome. Marcus. It, it really is. Congratulations. It really is but thank you so much. But there, there was one, there was an issue in between signing the contract and closing. So I actually ended up walking away with less. Hmm. Um, so at 110, I was, you know, I was, it was hard not to celebrate it. Also, I was excited. <laughs> I was happy. Uh, but then during the closing process, there was some, there was some issues and bumps along the way. Yeah. So I actually only ended up walking away with 95,000. Oh, dang. That's it. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be honest about that. Yeah. Because, and that happens. Yeah. So, so good mm -hmm. for you though, that you kind of worked through it and got it done. I mean, I'm just so happy you still got the deal done. <laughs> yeah, me too. So yeah. congratulations guys. Leave a comment and say, Marcus, you're a flipping genius. <laughs> Super excited. I mean, just amazing to make 95,000 on your first deal. So exciting. Thank you. What's been, uh, I mean, you shared so many great tips and nuggets. Um, <laughs> if you were to give advice to somebody watching this, that's working on their first deal, what would you say? Um, I think one of the biggest things that helped me was just being open and honest with my, with the seller, mm. just being, being genuine and, and expressing my like goal and purpose to them. Like, I, I told her that I want to open my own business. I want to make this a career for myself. Um, and then of course, you know, just things like that, you know, you want to be, you want to be like genuine, even with your buyers, you want to be the right person to go to. Cause now, now that they bought this deal for me, they're going to be looking for, for other deals from me in the future. Cause they know that I know how to make a good deal. You know, they know that they went through it with me already and saw that I was good to work with. So yeah, you, know, you want to build those relationships and you want to be genuine and you want to make every every moment count with everybody that you meet. Yeah, I love that. A lot of times new wholesalers, they have this fear that if they don't come across experience or they know what they're doing or they're super pro, 
that sellers and buyers won't want to work with them. And I found mm-hmm. that that's totally not the case. In your example, mm-hmm. you said, hey, I'm trying to start this investing business. This is my first deal. Doing this deal will help me get started. It'll help me be able to, you know, launch my business. And here I am brand new. And let's, you know, this is the first time I'm filling this contract out with you. That mm-hmm. transparency, that honesty, that authenticity is really refreshing. It's something that has so much value, I think, in life, in business, in relationships, that a seller's probably looking and saying, hey, I'd rather work with this Marcus guy who's at least being honest and genuine with me than that last guy who came in here, Slick Willie, and, and I felt mm-hmm. I felt like they were totally pulling the wool over me or telling me what I want to hear or not being honest with me. And that super experienced guy that's done 100 deals, they have less confidence in them than they do with you because you're just being real and honest. There's so much value in that in t- today, I think. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. don't be afraid of that, guys. Don't Don't be afraid that you know, you have to have all this experience or know what you're doing. I even after 20 years and doing thousands of deals, I have times where where people say things or they ask me things that I don't know. I don't have the answer to. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know what to do with this, but let's figure it out. And I'm just not afraid to be vulnerable that way. If I don't know something, I'd rather just be totally honest and say, look, I don't know, but let me try to find an answer or let's try to figure it out. And people appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So gr- that's a great tip. Great advice. Well, Marcus, thank you for taking time to share your story and, and your experience. What's next for you? What are you hoping to do now in the business? Uh, well, obviously I want to grow and expand. Um, I want to, I want to make more wholesales. I want to, I want to eventually get to fix and flipping. Good. Um, I'd also like to get some rentals and Airbnbs, but you know, one step at a time, yeah. uh, I, I just got through opening it up. So I mean, I'm really just starting out, so it's going to be a one step at a time thing. Now that I've done one, I, I am a lot more confident in this whole thing, and uh, and and yeah, it's just I, I feel like now there is no there's no way left but keep going up, you know? Yeah, yeah, just keep moving forward and grow the business. Yep, one day at a time. You got it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Marcus. Appreciate your time. I appreciate thank it. you, everybody. All right. We'll see you on the next video. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Thank you. Take care.